dollars, the enlightened ones We bring facts, we coming from a unique perspective that's black We talk about everything from sports to the news The hottest new music or the social issues They call us the enlightened ones We think different They call us the enlightened ones We think people They call us the enlightened ones We think different They call us the enlightened ones We think people Yo, 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 yo. Welcome back to another week of the Enlightened Ones podcast. As always, you got your boy Deuce in the building. Got my man Don. What's happening with you, baby? What's good, brother? What's happening? What's happening? We got Mel with us. Mel, what's good, boy? What's going on? Talk to me, y'all. Shit, chilling, chilling, man. Hey, and we got a special guest in the motherfucking building today. Yes, sir. My man, Daquan Whitley. What's good, Quan? What up, what up? Ain't nothing special about me, though. <laughs> Big bro. Hey, y'all see, he's yeah, already, already coming in all humble and shit. Oh, man, don't let him guess, y'all. Man, but nah, man. Brother right there. Absolutely, man. This is the GOAT right here, man. Shout out my man, Quan. Good to have you on here, brother. Oh, yeah, I'm glad to be here, man. Oh, man. I'll listen, I'll listen every week, you know what I'm saying? So yes. hey, I'm glad I, I got it. to tap in with y'all. I love Appreciate it. that support. Uh, absolutely, man. Sure. But shit, man, let's go ahead. Let's jump into these mental health check-ins. Uh, shit, I'll go ahead and start it off. Uh, man, I'm going to put myself a, like a solid 6-7. Um, a lot of traveling shit over the week. I was kind of burnt today. Uh, got back home at a decent time. Did get to see my brothers, uh, Mailman and my man Don, uh, yeah. over the weekend back in KY. Definitely good seeing y'all in person. Yeah. You know, bad mm. circumstances, but you know, either way, we was there for good, good reason. Always good to link up. Oh, absolutely, yeah. man. Oh man, but yeah, I'm gonna go six seven, man. It was uh today was today, uh <laughs> nothing special, but yeah, just kind of tired, man. I got a lot of shit coming up too, so just trying to mentally prep for the rest of the week. Uh shit, who's next? Man, you want next, man? You look you look ready. Yeah, man, I'm ready. Uh I'm gonna say about a uh I say about an eight, man. Um, yeah, I did come in uh, late, late, late. Well, I guess early this morning, like 5 a.m. when I finally hit the bed, or hit the house and hit the bed. Ugh. But uh, from that long drive. But, um, man, I'm, I'm at about an eight, man. I got some good rest. Um, you know, woke up to family, everybody in love and saying, you know, we love each other and let's spend time together. And I enjoyed it. So right now, you know, my week, I'm starting off at an eight. Okay, I like the energy. I like the energy. Don's about to say shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the whole opposite spectrum right there. Hey, man, I'm at a solid six this week. I, I, bro, I'm tired as hell, dog. Hey, six that is drive, good after that drive, dog. That drive kicked my ass. And it's, he, he got a solid eight, bro, because he didn't have to drive. He exactly. got to sit his ass in the back seat and sleep the whole time. Bingo. Bro, I'm exhausted, dog. Hey, I tell you what, though, man, them drives do be a beast, dog. I can't. Oh. And it's always worse on the drive back home. You know, when you're driving somewhere, you got that excitement, like, hey, yep. the energy's yep. good. Then you like, shit, now I got to make this long-ass drive back home. I drove, like, the last five hours, too, bro. And I was like, that last hour? I'm like, bro, I ain't going to never get home. <laughs> man, man had me worried over there. I was like, man, which lane you going to be in? <laughs> 
Oh, shit. But good shit, good shit. Quan, where you at, bro? I'd say I'm probably like eight two. You know? Oh, hey, yeah. I I was off work today, you Dang. know, so I chill. Uh, watched the All Star game last night. Had a little bit of, you know, what I'm saying a couple drinks. You know how <laughs> I do. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I'm just blessed, you know. I got I'm successful right now. I got mm-hmm. a, I got a nice job. I had a nice house, a nice Man. truck. Life is good. You know? Yeah, I just try to take it one day at a time and look at the positives. Hey, I didn't know you had a truck, oh, man. You, Welcome to the truck, baby. Oh, yeah. yeah. Truck nice. Oh, shit. I know I had my brother with the truck crew with me. Let's yeah, go. Hey, it ain't really a nice. Ford, though, is it? Nah, it's a Ram. I live in oh, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I got a Ram, too. That's my boy. It's See like saying? Texas. You got to have a truck, man. Hell, yeah. <laughs> hey, you never yeah, realize man. how much you need a truck until you get one, dog. I swear. Yeah. Especially if you like own a home and stuff, like there's so much little mm. stuff you end up needing a truck for. It's crazy, dog. Hey, my wife, Lowe's trips. I need you to go to Lowe's. Exactly, oh. dog. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, Lowe's trips ain't never one Lowe's trip either. It's I done got back, no. forgot some shit. Now nope. I gotta go back again. Hey, I'm gonna let you know right now, my truck has been sitting though with that gas price. That shit don't get moved unless Bruh. it's got to. Hey, that shit's nuts. It was like three fifty in Arkansas yesterday. Ugh, God, dog, Golly. it was stupid. Yeah, I saw a tweet that said, "Man, I miss uh, I miss some mean tweets and some uh, <laughs> and some dollar fifty gas." No, come <laughs> on, bro. Bring your boy back. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Trump, what it you got no for sense. us, bro? <laughs> it don't make no sense how much the gas is right now. Nah, nah. Is stupid. Shit, even the discount, no man. Like the lowest gas you'll find out here is like three dollars thirteen cents. That was the lowest. We were celebrating that shit, dog. <laughs> and that's Sam's Club. Yeah, dog. It was, it was Walmart. It was Walmart's yep. gas. Dog, that yeah. shit was nuts. Hey, but one thing I do want to say about the weekend, I was going to tell you, I'm going to save it for the show. So I seen Robin, Quan's mom, at the funeral. You know, I'm like, hey, you know, I'm going to have Quan on the podcast. One, she's like, what the hell's a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I said, I was like, I tried to explain the best I could. And I was like, I'll send it to you when we get done. She's like, you want to know something? I said, what? She said, Quan still fried. Yep. <laughs> oh, I, knew she was going to. I knew she was going to. I said, you ain't got to tell me. I already know. <laughs> but now, nah, man, it's good to see my girl Black Rob, man. Love her to death. That's like a mama right there. Man, you know what I'm saying? Nah, that's definitely good seeing her. But um, now, nah, man, let's go ahead and jump to this shit. So, Ah, Quan, let the let the people know, man, kind of what you do, man. Yeah, so uh, I'm an air traffic controller. You know, I've been doing it for like eight, nine years now. Jeez. Uh, I did it. I started off in the military. To be honest, when I when I first got the job, mm-hmm. I had no idea what it was. <laughs> it's just like, I was like, I'm joining the military. Let me do something. <laughs> they hit me with that. I was like, I guess. I mean, it looked like it paid good, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna mess with it. But yeah, I'm down here in Columbus, Mississippi, Columbus Air Force Base. It's the third busiest rap con in the Air Force. Damn. It's it's crazy. Like constant, constant traffic. You know, uh, I think the most I've ever controlled at one time was 25, Damn. which that might not seem like seem like a Gosh. lot for some FAA guys, because they be getting busted. Mm-hmm. But when you got a lot of training pilots, because that's what we do down here, pilot training. People are not listening to you. You gotta repeat yourself and stuff happen like that because the planes yeah. don't stop moving. Nah, bro. Ain't no stop. So yeah, but yeah. <laughs> but uh I love I love the job. 
it's addicting. It's like a rush. You know, there's days like right now we got what we got a three day weekend this week. Next week we got a three day weekend. Mm. And I'm gonna get that itch. Well. I always get that itch. Like I need to go to work. I need Damn. to throw some playing. <laughs> yeah, so, so, so you love what you do essentially. I love the job. Love oh, it. And that's good to hear because I always hear mixed things about air traffic control. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It's one of the most stressful jobs you can have. Do you think it's because, you know, you kind of do it for the government? You think it'd be different if you did kind of like commercial wise? Uh, nah, I mean, okay. So the stress thing, we're mm-hmm. going to touch on that. Like those, those statistics are outdated in my opinion. Like mm-hmm. back when, back when they had to strike back in seventies or eighties or so, mm-hmm. and they were working on like machines. I saw some of the machines. They look like washing machines. <laughs> oh, it's wow. like it's like playing oh. playing on an Atari. Damn, that's how old, that's how old the technology <laughs> yeah, was. Like, you couldn't see nothing on there because it's pretty much you you staring at a computer screen with a bunch of dots on, it, and there each one's an aircraft. But uh, yeah, I could see why they were stressed out because <laughs> <laughs> you can't see nothing. You got to turn these planes where to go and not hit each other. But now the way the technology is, is so set up. First off, the planes got a radar in there where they can see each other. They can't mm. get, they, you know, they know better. You have this uh, system in there called TCAS, which is a like collision avoidance system. Mm-hmm. And they, they use that too, to know like if, if they do get close to a plane and say like pull up to the other plane to pull down or to, to go down. Oh, so shit, it's dope. there's, there's so many, so many safety features now with the technology we got. It's, it's hard to, cra- you have to be working hard to crash a plane. I mean, mm-hmm. knock on wood and you know, there's certain situations where it does happen, but yeah. from, from where I work, it's you would have to work to do it. I got you. I got okay. you. So, how did you even like get into it? Did you you did it in the Air Force, right? Yeah, yeah. So pretty much, I was uh, you know living in Lexington. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a uh, had a cousin pass away, R.P. Tessie. He got That's shot right. and killed, and then I had another cousin die not long after that, R.P. Tyler. Man. And when Tyler died, Ooh. he died on the same street I was living. I was living on Trent Boulevard. Trent. But, uh, yeah, Trent's crazy because it was yeah. like you got the hood. <laughs> you go, you get a stop sign. It's like, all right, I live in some apartments over here because mm. I was working at a hotel. I wouldn't make that much money. And then you go here to another stop sign, turn right, you got mansions. Mm-hmm. It's like, God, yeah. that's the hood. So once that happened, you know, I, I had a kid, my daughter. She was two years old at the time. I was like, bro, I got, I got to do something because mm-hmm. I can't, you know, what I'm saying I got to provide, try to provide a better life than what I had. My life was bad growing up, but. You know, I'm trying. I got my I got my mindset on something bigger than bigger than anything. So, right. my wife was just engaged at the time, and uh, I was like, "Hey, what do you think about me joining the Air Force?" She was like, "I do anything you want." You know what I'm saying? So I was uh, like, "All right, yeah, yeah." So we'll, uh, and I was like, "All right, well, I'm gonna go talk to the recruiter." I talked to the recruiter. I'm 24 years old. I walk in there. This dude, this dude younger than me, <laughs> like 20 years old. <laughs> wow. like, okay, what you gonna tell me? Mm-hmm. So they had me list the, list the jobs I wanted. I'm like doing my research. I'm like, all right, I want to be load master. I want to travel. I want to do contracts. They can make good money on the on the outside. So I list all the jobs where I could be like four years, get out, make some bread, learn a trade. Mm-hmm. He comes back. Air traffic control was like the last on my list. <laughs> he come back. He called me. I got the job he wanted. Air traffic control. I said, okay, huh? let's go. <laughs> I had to do it, bro. 
I thought that was the people who did this. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. He <laughs> think he I got in planes out there. Right. Son. What's that, yeah. soul plane? Soul yeah. plane. He over there dancing. But I, I looked it up. They were talking about the salary and everything. I looked up. That's like, it's stressful. I was like, man, you know, I, I'll knock it out, man. I ain't no dummy. So mm-hmm. that's, that's where it went. And then I was like, at first, like, I was just trying to go in. Like, me and, me and her just be engaged. And it was like, nah, it was like, you. If you try to join like that, you got a kid. You got to give up custody. I was like, Damn. that's crazy. I didn't even know that. So, yeah. you know, just talking to her, she was like, yeah, we go ahead and get married. Because she, I don't know if she wanted to do a big wedding or not, but, you know, I kind of feel like I took that from her. But she, yeah, she, she asked military it. for you, dog. It's yeah. So, we went to the courthouse, did the thing, and I left in, in September. Mm-hmm. Actually, that's I left in so why Air Force? How did you between all the branches? Why you choose Air Force, man? Man, you know, I'm knowing okay. my army dog. I know, I know you army, but I, I got some army homies, man. I was deployed in Baghdad. It was all army out there. Hey, I fought the <laughs> army heavy, but <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, I was in when I was at Western. You know, I was I wasn't doing. You know, I was partying too much down there too. So I was like, <laughs> all right, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to mess with the military. See what they're gonna do. I caught to a Marine. They sent this black dude over there. Who was? <laughs> hey, you can tell. I don't like to say his mind was right, but he was on. And I was like, <laughs> I can mess with the ring. I told my dad, my dad was like, "Hey, if you go to the the army, you go to the marines, you dumb." He said, "I kick your ass, boy." He said, "You go to the air force." He said, "They got they got good life over there." He said, "We were staying in tents. They were staying in uh, trailers." Nah. I said, "All right." Mm. So I always kept that, you know. After that conversation, I always kept that in mind, and then. It was time to go. I said, you know, I'm trying to mess with the Air Force. Got in. Got you. It's funny because my dad did like shit down there three decades in the army. And you know, hey, just a little disclaimer, me and Quan was roommates in college for a little while. So, you know, we was yep. a wild and shit. Yep. So I got, you know, I came to a point in my life where I kind of say, I'm like, yo, my life's a mess. I gotta get right. I was like, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do the reserves, <laughs> finish college, and then you know, do whatever. Uh and I remember my dad was like. Nah, I don't do the army. I'm like, fam, but you've been in the army almost 30 years. <laughs> like, he said, nah, I do Air Force. And you know, you know, I'm a young buck. I'm trying to be like my pops. I'm like, nah, I'm gonna do army. Then army, as I grew through the army, I come across a bunch of Air Force people and everything, trainings and shit. I'm like, yeah, I should do the Air Force. Like, even on the, the army base, like uh Fort Lee, dog. It's an army base. I remember going through my school training out there. Air Force out there, they in uh, civilians, relaxed. They they in staying in pretty much like nice ass hotel. Like we in these nineteen fifties ass barracks, roaches. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, crazy. It was That's sick. And I'm like, yo. So nowadays, I always push everybody to the Air Force because I think one, Air Force has the best opportunities, especially if you don't plan on doing a you know, long-term and you just want to get yeah. like kind of mm-hmm. some skills and training, I would always recommend Air Force to anybody that ever asked me about the military. So no, I definitely appreciate that. Um, now, one thing I don't know about the Air Force is, and you can kind of fill me in on your experience. How was it with like diversity in the Air Force being a black man? I will say, okay. So like I said, I was deployed in Baghdad mm-hmm. and, uh, when I went out there, it was me and another brother. There was like 12 of us. 12 of us total, but it was just me and another brother. So there's only two black dudes out of, out of 12 people on that base. It was Air Force. And 
the army came through, they had like a whole battalion. I think that's what I call it, right? Mm-hmm. And it was like 50, 50 niggas. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna mess with y'all. And that's, that's who I ended up linking with the whole time I was deployed because you know, they was they was on my level, you know, saying so it was just easier to talk to them and everything. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Air Force people, you know, it can't kind of be finicky. So I also tell you this, like my job right now, I think we got maybe three, three black people that work here. Damn. And wow. two of them in the military. I'm I'm Gotta, the only black civilian. Gotta but make it four. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we uh we had like uh we had a thing in 2020 when everything went down with all the protests and everything. They brought us in and we got the biggest squadron on base here. Our squadron like 250 people and Damn. seven seven black people in the squadron. Ooh, shit. Out of the two fifty, it's only seven. Seven. Gosh. Yeah. So we we ended up linking with some of the pilots. There's some there were some black pilots here too. We all got together and we started like a diverse the uh, diversity and inclusion committee on base and everything oh, and started doing like events and stuff and just trying to get that awareness and just talk, you know, just open up the conversation to to different things like how you feel about racism and is there racism in the Air Force? There was a huge I don't know if you saw this, there's a huge report that came out talking about promotions and things where they tracked a bunch of cases, a bunch of cases where there was uh, some racism involved on people getting promoted and things like that. Damn. So was that just in the yeah, Air Force or was that just something they did on the whole military? No, nah, it was just Air Force. Damn. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, and it's wild too, because I know like just from being in the army, you when you see Air Force, you think of like clean cut white boys, essentially. Yeah. Like, that's what you see. You'll see, like, like all the people that normally want to join, like, black male-wise, they're either going to be, like, you think, like, the grunt style. So they're either going to be Army or Marines, something like that, kind of, like, frontline type people. But honestly, when you sit back and think about Air Force, it's, like, it's always the clean-cut white dudes that you imagine in the Air Force, man. Yeah. Why is it, though? Why is it like it, though? I don't know. I mean... I think just part based of, off of it, history. I, I just think part of it is like uh, one the ASVAB score is pretty high, so yeah. requirements you know, are harder. Yeah, the requirements okay. are tough. I'm not saying that black people can't meet those requirements. Yeah, they definitely can. Right, but there's also a stigma in this country. It's like, why would I fight for you know? Why would I go fight for my country? You know, uh, yeah. a lot of black people have yeah. that. You know, the country don't love me. I'm not going. You know. Oh yeah, I right. put my life on the line. That. And then some people uh. It's it's just about like some people don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So many so many young guys. I don't. So like where we live in Columbus, that's pretty bad crime rate. And I live out in the country, but there's east side, east side. Like people get shot every day. We have somebody mm-hmm. get get shot. Uh, last week they were shooting at Mi Hacienda, which is the Mexican restaurant here. Damn, like wow. it's it's crazy. So I try to go out there to the east side, like Columbus High. Those guys just talk to them about like not just. Air Force, but just air traffic overall, and the different ways that they can be successful in their life, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, they just don't know. The people people don't tell them. I didn't know. I didn't know nothing about the Air Force for real. Right. Yeah. I think I think that we need to do a better job at, at letting these people know they different opportunities. You don't have to go to college and get get put in debt. You know what I'm saying? You can you can do other things out here. Oh yeah. <laughs> It's funny because there's a um, there's always this misconception. That's why I'm glad you said you deployed. There's always this misconception that Air Force don't deploy nowhere either. 
everybody likes to joke, you know, they just sit in chairs, don't do nothing. No, Air Force deploys too, man. They all yeah. part of the fight, dog. Navy, everybody. Because people look at the Navy the same way too, man. But now nah, they be out there putting in work too, man. Don't don't sleep yeah. on the Air Force, all I'm saying. Yeah. Are you when I deploy? Go ahead, bro. Are you able to talk about some of the things that you did out in Afghan or is it kind of all like, uh, yeah, see? yeah. So yeah, I was in Baghdad, Iraq, and uh I'm not in no more, so I'm not tripping about it, but uh I, I had a fun time out there. I was pretty much like a, a liaison for the U.S. and the Iraqis. I, did, I went there, so I didn't wear the uniform when I was there. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't stay on, like, we stayed on, like, a government-ran base that was out there. And uh, it was cool because I was, like, a liaison. So if we had to do, like, bomb strikes or, or drone strikes or anything, we just pretty much protected the civilian aircraft that was coming through and make sure they didn't get lit up in the process. Yeah, and we also oh, worked dope. on like uh, mm-hmm. troops in contact. So if we get like troops in contact report, we build these little maps out, and then we bring our F-16s in, blow it up, bounce. Or they'll bring a drone in, like they'll let us know, like, hey, somebody's trying to uh, mortar y'all. So we got short. We got shot at with mortars a long time, but I'm not. They weren't very good at hitting us, <laughs> but they'd be like, <laughs> they, they, like somebody's out here setting up a mortar, and then our drone would fly over. You, we could see the footage and everything, and the drone would just. Boom, blow them up. Hey, that's crazy. It was dope, dope, for real. I got to do the F-35's first combat mission overseas. I got a lot of accolades. I got some some medals and stuff from it. So it was a good experience because when we went out there, it was was lightweight on some secret agent type stuff because we wasn't wearing a uniform. We was dressed in civilian clothes. We were working with the Iraqi civilians. We was going down into into Baghdad. So that was just, just dope to come out and be like, you know, I'm not just no regular person in uniform i mean you know not, not, nothing about the regular but i'm not a regular air force person out here. i'm doing some real, some right. real stuff mm-hmm. was there so any fear going in it like i mean me thinking about it now i'm like man i don't know if i could if i could fix my mind to do that is it like a fight or flight kind of thing like you just go uh, in like i just this is what i'm gonna do it is what it is yeah it was, it was very interesting so like before you do that they send you to this training and mm-hmm. it's uh it's hostile training. You, you go out there and it's the training's put on by former like spec ops people. And they just teach you like either kill or be killed. They show you how to, they mm. show you different ways to kill. They show you how to, uh, how to pretty much like save another person. And they, their mindset, you know what I'm saying? We can have three people in the, in the fight. Don't be a magazine feeder. Don't be the one handing out magazines. We need your gun to fight too. So mm-hmm. the way that training was, the training was pretty intense. You pretty much you live with your gun up there. And it, it wasn't that long. It was probably like a 10-week training. But mm-hmm. you constantly, like, you got your gun. You got to clean it. You you shooting every day. You uh, learning combatives. You learn how to kill people with their own clothing. Yep. You know what I'm saying? You learn how to spot bombs. Yeah. Uh, everything. How to, how to go on a convoy and patrol. It was good. That training got me like mentally prepared because if they would just been like all right uh and that happened to a partner of mine whatever the the recent stuff happened with the the bailout in afghanistan mm-hmm. yeah they had a dude that was like hey you gotta leave in three days he was like what i was like hell <laughs> oh, no i'm glad i'm not here like, that's good. they know they know he got like he got like he got like california they sent him back so he didn't even make it all the way out there like, but yeah that training that training had me all the way official. I thought I was, I thought I was him for a while. <laughs> Jason Bourne out there. Yeah. I'm ready. Yeah. Yeah, on his Rambo stuff out there. That's what's up, man. 
So yeah. how long did you do total in the Air Force? I did six years. Uh, what made I you did get six out? Years. So uh, I always said I was gonna get out. I always said I was gonna get out. Like there's too much money, you know. When mm-hmm. you when you do this job and you're good at this job, you start to recognize your worth. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? You're not gonna just, you know, you're not gonna treat me like anybody. I'm I'm good at this. I can do this. And I know on the outside they make it. 150, 140, you know what I'm saying? Depending on where you work at, FAA, which, Donovan, I see you on your way. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you for that. Yes, sir. But yeah. Yeah, that's six figures. Them six figures, when you're making 35, it's like, to do the Man. same thing? Because our base is busy. We we up there with the, like, the high-level FAA facility that's making them six figures. So I was mm. like, bro, I can't do it. I, I, I joined for a trade. Uh, I joined for the money for a good job. Now let me get out and make it worth it. So mm-hmm. that's why I bounced. Also, uh, another thing, like I was, I was already set on getting out. But while I was deployed, this dude, uh, he was a master sergeant McElroy, and uh, he texted me. So we had a guy in January, a civilian. He passed away because they only have so many civilian slots at mm-hmm. Air Force bases or any military base. And uh, he passed away in January. And they called me in like April. He was like. What, what day you get out? I was like, I get it, I get out in November. Blah, blah, blah. He was like, all right. He was like, would you want to stay here and work? I'm thinking like, I always told myself, I was like, bro, whenever I'm done with Mississippi, I'm never seven foot in this state again. I'm not coming back. <laughs> now, now I'm a resident. I was like, you know, I text my wife. I was like, so what do you want? What do you want to do? You want to try to see if we can get in Cincinnati or Lexington, go back home, or you want to stay out here? And we just pretty much come to the conclusion like. If it happens, you know, I can I can get it. So I was pretty much the top top name, top of the list. And uh when I when I punched on November eleventh, they brought me back like November twenty-fifth. So damn. Dang. It was it was good. It was a nice pay increase because I went from making like thirty-five thousand as like a staff sergeant to mm-hmm. making I think I started at eighty seven thousand. I've been working Ooh, wow. here for two years now. I'm already at ninety seven. And it's and growing it's, up in like in two two months, I think we'll I'll be at like hundred K. That's so, love right there, six man. Six figure yeah. nigga, baby. Yeah. <laughs> That's it's almost like a highway robbery, man. How they only gonna pay y'all 30 something while you enlisted, but as soon yeah. as you get out, that's robbery. Yeah, I always feel for my for my young boys in the middle like that I work with, because we work right beside them. Like they do the same job as me, and I make triple what they make. I'm like, man, y'all do a dollar job for a quarter. So mm-hmm. I try to help them out. Like if I can give them time off, get them out of there, I give them the time off and everything. I try to try to take good care of them because I've been in that position. Man, yeah, and I never really realized that mm-hmm. until my dad retired from the army. Because he worked at the Pentagon and kind of the same scenario as you, but he ended up going back as a government contractor doing literally the exact same job. And like you yeah. said, tripling the salary, dog. Yep. So, like, with that being said, would you recommend, like, anybody looking to join the military to get a trade then get out or stick it through lifetime? Yeah, so, I mean, honestly, it's all about how you feel. Uh, if you if you join, so some people join for patriotism. They just love this country. Yeah, some people. I, I kept it real cold. cold yeah. Basically trading off. I was like, bro, I joined for, for a job and some money. I'm like, don't, don't get it misconstrued with me. I'm not going <laughs> to sit out there in the rain holding the flag. I'm sorry. That's not me. right. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, if you, if you join, you can join and, and want to do 20 years. Like if you got a good base set up. So, so if you go to like Eglin in Florida, you mm-hmm. go on the beach for like six years, 
And then they're like, all right, you want to re-enlist? We're going to send you to Italy. Yeah, I go. I'm and out then they're like, And then they're like, <laughs> yeah. you're gonna, uh, we're going to send you back to to the States. You want to go to, like, South Carolina? You want to go to California? Like, if you get some dope bases, I say do the 20. I say do the 20. And when you get out, you know, after you do your 20, you can still have the option to come back as a civilian doing the same job as me, and you're going to get that military retirement. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna still, and you're gonna get on top of that, you're gonna get the ninety-seven thousand figure that I'm making. You know what I'm saying? Once you once you get out, so if you do twenty, you know what I'm saying, do twenty. But if you want to get out and start making the money early, you can do that too. A lot of air traffic controllers, though, I kind of recommend, which I don't know because I didn't go this route. But just go straight to the FAA if you want to do ATC. Just if you're 18, 19 years old, just go ahead and skip the military altogether and just join. Hey, I'm going to put a disclaimer out there because I applied to FAA a handful of times, like in my <laughs> early 20s. They yeah. Like, nah, bro. Because I was working at uh, I was working at TSA at the time. And I was like, I was like, damn, I'd like to be air traffic control because uh, it's something I always. But then that stressful part, everybody kept. Well, not everybody kept telling, but I kept seeing, reading uh, some mm-hmm. highly stressful jobs. So I'm glad you kind of shut that down for People mm-hmm. like me that kind of had that stuck in my head because I'm thinking of old computer screens too, like doot doot. No, like, oh, <laughs> yeah. So it's uh yeah, it, it it definitely had affected me. But nah, like I I kept trying, man. It was they shot me down. So you gotta just so y'all know, man. Y'all gotta be some smart people, man. It ain't it's not a yeah, job just for every you know regular Joe out there. Yeah, um, so don't don't think Quan is just some you know dude. It's it's a tech <laughs> dude right here, dog. <laughs> it's a really smart brother right here, man. But now nah, I'm definitely uh definitely glad that you are where you are, man. I know you always put in some hard work, man. Um, and I'm definitely glad to see that it's paying off for you, uh, especially coming from like our hometown where, you know, not a lot of people even make it out of the hometown. Um, mm-hmm at all and especially to have opportunities like you do that nice beautiful family um in a different Example, area man <laughs> yeah you know what i'm saying it's definitely a good positive role model um but real quick just kind of going back especially saying how limited black people are um in that field you think that there's something that we could do to get more people involved more black young black men in uh, black boys and girls even thinking about air traffic control? Yeah, I mean, we we definitely, I think we need to start just hitting the schools. I mean, because, mm-hmm. what you know what I'm saying? Your counselor never told you in school, like, hey, no. if you want to, you can try this job out. You can just straight apply for it. You don't even need a college degree for it. And this is how much you can make. They don't mm-hmm. even tell you stuff like that. Nope. Not but, even uh, a clue. Yeah, that's but that's what I try to do. You know, I'll be in the barbershop. And I try anytime I see a young brother, I, t- I give them, I give them all the facts. I give them everything, mm. even if they don't want to hear it. I'm like, bro, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, here's an option like, for you. Here's other options. Yeah, here's an option. Here's an option. They say you, you ain't never heard it. Right. But uh, they have like they have like the National Black Coalition of Federal Aviation Employees. Mm-hmm. You can you can like Google that and look them up. So they do things where they go around. They get they give scholarships. They uh, they just they go and meet with people. I don't know. They they're only in some states, but uh, if if that if that group could get around to being a, like a larger group, because it's only like a thousand people in it. But mm-hmm. if that could be a larger group, I bet you can see a uptick of African Americans joining 
and become air traffic controllers. Because the job, the job is not that hard. Training is hard, but if mm. you if you really want to do it, you gonna bust, you gonna lock down. Because it's like learning a new language, and it ain't it, it really ain't that hard once you get the training down. You see that one plus one equals two. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I got you. Now, do you think with the limited amount of black people in the field, do you think it's just mainly black people not being interested in it, or do you think there's anything within the system that's like? holding black people from getting accepted in man i don't i don't know i know the faa is a lengthy lengthy process mm-hmm. oh yeah uh and i think a lot of a lot of it is just education people don't know the job exists or don't know anything about the job or they have the same stress signal that that some that some people think about and they don't even give it a shot so i hope that a lot of black people are continuing to apply and then it, it'll go up but uh Ah, I don't know. I would love to see. So their their union is called NACA, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't I don't know if uh, I really see the black people on that board really because we don't deal with them. Our union is different. But uh, I, anytime I see anything NACA, I've never seen African American there, and NACA pretty much controls as far as the employees go in the FAA. And if you get plugged in mm-hmm. with them, you should be good. Mm-hmm. But that process, you know. Process is easy to give up on. Donovan, you're going through it right now. It's yeah. it's long, bro. You super long. Yeah, you gotta wait. Like, so I'll tell you about my process because I applied for the FAA too. I ended up getting a TOL and uh which is a temporary offer letter. And uh I got the temporary offer letter while I was in Baghdad. And uh that was making a decision right there. Like, I'm in I'm Damn. deployed, yeah, I'm deployed. making a decision to get out <laughs> and what I'm gonna do. It was like, what's my next step? But uh, I was fully going FAA. When I got back, I had to go do the physical. The physical was was kind of long, but I was, you know, I had I done phys- I have to do physicals every year anyway, so I was military, so it wasn't that big for me. But after I did the physical, you had to uh, turn in all. I had to turn in all my medical records from the military, and it's just like a hard way. You have to take the uh, you have to take this test too. It's, it's a weird like uh, psych- psychological test. Mm-hmm. Like I asked you like. Would you rather kill a cat or kill your grandma? Weird stuff like that. Damn, like, what? You know what I'm saying? There's there's no uh, right answer there. So it kind of messed with you. And that, that test is kind of new because I think Obama put that test in play. And they're trying to get rid of it because it's it's kind of pointless, you know, especially mm-hmm. for a guy like me who's been doing the job for six years. But, uh, yeah, like, I pretty much, once I got locked in at this job, so when you go to FAA, they start you off at 45000 And then there's steps. So you go 45,000, then you'll hit your, uh, once you get your ratings, so once you get checked out in each position, mm-hmm. they'll move you up to like Dev 1. Dev 1, you'll hit 80,000. And then you get Dev 2, which is like a, your second position. You'll hit 90. Then once you get Dev 3, you know what I'm saying, you pretty much fully checked out at that point. Now you make it like once, 160, 140, 130, Ooh. depending on what facility you have. So it's crazy, the jumps. Right. But I knew that if, if I didn't take this job here where I come in, make 87, I would be taking like a forty thousand dollar pay cut to start training over, you know. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was it was good for me to just stay here. The, the schedule was good here, so I don't see myself going nowhere no time soon. But uh, gotcha. yeah, so, and then also uh, the FAA kind of messed with me though, because like when I was joining the military, you know, they asked you like, you ever uh, you ever drink, you ever like do drugs or anything like that? Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, and I'm like, yeah, I was like, I smoke weed. I tried it out like four times. So then, whenever I applied, that was in my medical, uh, my military records. So then, whenever they uh, 
FAA had me send on my record. They was like, oh, you got to you gotta go see a psychiatrist because you smoked weed four times back in 2010. I was like, what? Wow. I got to go through all that? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was nuts, man. That's crazy. So I was like, it's it's a long process. They need to they need to change that process because it don't need to be that way. You know, uh, it they they definitely do. I remember when I got on with TSA, and that came up for my security clearance too. And, you know, everybody had always some age. Just be honest. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I was honest <laughs> with that, and she's like, "Oh, really? Like, let's go." And this, and we just it does stick with you, man. Y'all, y'all should have seen though. Like, um, I know with mine, especially. Uh, you know, I got a half brother. He's half German. At the time, I had a, a German stepdad. So, you know, they went down that avenue with me, the investigator. And she's like, you know, was your, your stepdad in the military? And I'm like, I was like, yeah, he's German Air Force. Oh, man, it was a whole new book came out. Oh, <laughs> my investigation was hours, dog. It was nuts. <laughs> it was just. But now nah, that to me, and especially when I think of uh, like security clearances anything like that even like people that want to do secret service anything like that man keep your nose clean man <laughs> like all the young dudes listening keep your nose clean uh you know of course i personally y'all know i'm a pothead i don't see nothing wrong with smoking but if you want to make some some cheddar you know what i'm saying you, you know hold off of that man. Out on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah get, you gotta yeah. be responsible exactly man get your bread up first and then you can go do whatever you want to do but, um, you know, I'm definitely glad you said that. So one question I did have for you is, like, how is the hierarchy in air traffic control? Like, what would you need to do to get to your boss's level? Uh, so air traffic, air traffic hierarchy is weird. So you have you have your military hierarchy because I work at a military base. So you still have like that military structure. E1, E2, E3, E4, E5. You have respect there. But. You also have the ratings respect in that in that room because we have 16 different control positions in there. Damn. So, yeah, yeah. So if you if you get in there and you were like they call it a three level. So if you're a three level and you ain't got no positions, you're still in training. You at the bottom of the total pole. Shit. And then yeah. once you get approach and assist and a robber position, you move up to a five level status. You get a little bit more respect there, but you also have the seven levels who are like watch suits, they control the whole room. That's what level I'm on right now, pretty much as a civilian. Because mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a GS twelve, twenty one fifty two. So we have like a specialty rate scale that where mm-hmm. we get paid more than a regular GS twelve in the uh, military, just to kind of, I mean not the military, but in the uh government system, just to kind of offset the fact that people go to the FAA and make so much money, they try to pay us a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Do it for the do it for the government. Mm-hmm. But uh the level I'm at right now, if I wanted to to do what my boss does, he's a GS-13. He's uh he's pretty much just the air traffic manager. So if I wanted to get back there, I mean, he'd probably have to either die or retire. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just pretty much that and apply. And then the, whoever's our uh, our commander over here, they would do interviews. And if they like me, they would hire me. But uh, I don't see myself doing back. I, was, I love working the floor too much. Mm-hmm. It's it's like I said, it's addicting. They do too much paperwork back here. Yeah, I bet, man. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine. Yeah. Ooh, so what's, an ordin- what's an ordinary day looking like for you? You walk in and what's it looking like? Yeah, from start to finish. So Columbus, Columbus is cush because uh, you know you only work Monday through Friday, and then sometimes mm-hmm. you work a Sunday. But usually we have the military we work Sunday, so Monday through Friday, uh, we work, our shifts are like six thirty to twelve thirty. 
And then the other crew will come in from 1230 to 7. So it's like six hours of just straight work and air traffic. But depending on the manning, our manning is real low here right now. So we'll come in 630. We'll do a briefing, which is telling us like what the weather's like today, uh, how they're going to fly and stuff. Just get prepared. If there's any exercise or if we have any weird outages with the equipment or anything like that. And then after the briefing, you know, we'll open up and we'll start getting strips in from our uh, FIDO, which is like a printer, prints out like a flight mm-hmm. like progress strip, tells you mm-hmm. what the planes are going to do. And from there on, you work in planes, you know, we usually do an hour on and then you get a break. Depending on the manning, you get like, you can, if we have a lot of manning here, you can work an hour and then be off an hour. Damn. Or oh, wow. right now we have no manning. So you work in like an hour in position and then you get like a 10, 15 minute break. Get you, you a cup of water, <laughs> get your ass back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Drink, use the bathroom. Use the bathroom. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you want to walk outside, get some fresh air, then you back in there. But uh, yeah, that's what we're trying to do right now. We got to get these manning levels up. So once the manning levels, I remember when I first got here, I was surprised because uh, this order is, is a brother uh, named uh, Aaron Odom. He probably ain't listen, but uh, I'll shout him out. But he, I came in and he kind of like took me under his wing as a young, like A1C brand mm-hmm. new. And he's like, black people got to stick together. So I'm going to make sure you get, you get rated. You know what I'm yes, saying? Yeah. yeah, he trained me and everything, and uh, he he kind of showed me the ways, the respect levels of, of every position, how you're supposed to talk to five levels, how you're supposed to talk to seven levels and everything, and it, it paid off. I can't I can't thank him enough for that. But uh, well, I remember my first day getting here. They was working. I saw him get in position, which they had a – we had a bunch of manual crew in. He came out. He fucked around for like four hours. He's like, get back in position. He came out. I was like, bro, you only worked twice today? <laughs> like, damn. You worked there was a six-hour shift. You was in there for two hours? That's the right there. So. But now, I love that, that though, man, man. Because especially in fields where there's not a lot of us, I feel like you do got to stick together, man. Like, no matter what, it's like, I got to help you out. You got to help the next man out. Um, next minority man, woman, don't matter. I gotta help mm-hmm. you out, get to that next level. Um, yeah. to me yeah. personally, I think that's how it feels like that grow is we all get there. Once you make it, reach down, pull somebody else up, tell mm-hmm. them to get somebody else out, and then shit. Next thing you know, we might be running the shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah, so and it was dope because uh, you know, he helped me out, and then he left. He had PCS, went to Korea, mm-hmm. and his brother came in. His little brother came in right after that. Oh, that's so dope, I, yeah. I, I passed it right on. I was like, bro, I'm going to make sure you get ready. You know what I'm saying? Help you make staff, make him rank up and everything. So we do that. And I always tell I tell black people, as soon as they get here, I tell them straight up. I'm like, you're going to get rated. I got a brother right now. He's from California. Mm-hmm. I was like, you're going to get rated. I'm going to make sure you get rated, bro. Because you got, you got to, we got to stand out, bro. We don't mm-hmm. get the luxury of just, of just half-assing it and walking around. We got to, we got to be the best. Yeah, and that was, that was one of my questions was, do you feel pressure to be a, a top, top dog every day? Because uh, you're one of the only black people in the field. Pressure, mm, sometimes, sometimes a little bit, but I know that, like, everybody in this facility, they got a lot of respect for it. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to cut up. I'm gonna cut up, you know. <laughs> yeah. I, grew up getting, I grew up getting cooked by my parents. Hey, like you know it's what I'm saying, saying you came to my house. <laughs> so to my house, my parents are gonna cook you. So Thanks. that's a, I'm at work. I'm cutting up. I'm cooking people, and and at the same time, I'm also training. I'm I'm just good at my job, and I got a lot of respect for people. I got a lot of respect from people, 
here because they know that I can I can get in there and I can when it's busy they're gonna come and say hey D Dub because we go by initials in air traffic you'll see that when we get there down but you mm-hmm. go by initials and they they're like hey D Dub when did you get war which is one of the toughest positions in the Air Force period mm-hmm. and uh I'll go in there and I'll knock out war and if somebody's training in war they'd be like all right you're training so I I felt like I I got a lot of respect there and uh, I try passing on to the younger people. That's all. That's my only goal. It's just to bring up the next, the next person that comes in. Thanks. So this real, it is. So where you see yourself long term doing air traffic controls? Is something you gonna thug out retiring, or you think you gonna bounce out do something else? Yeah, it's tough. Uh, I don't know. I got options. That's that's a beautiful thing about it. So whenever you do do your military time, so mm-hmm. that that six years I put in in the military, it goes towards my civilian career. So I can uh I can retire in eleven years, which is crazy. Yeah, you know, I'll be forty four years old. I can retire, or I can ride it out because at fifty six years old, when you're in traffic control, they make you they make you retire. Yeah, you make you retire. Right. Yeah. yeah, so I can ride it out till I'm fifty six, or in that eleven years, due to my military time, I can just go ahead and bounce, pick up a new job. I mm-hmm. thought about it. Uh, honestly, I ride it out because, like I said, I'm a junkie. I, I'm addicted to it. I love it, but uh. If I did get out, I'd probably go like be like a teacher or something, mm-hmm. something simple, like be like an assistant basketball coach or something, something <laughs> shit like that. You see your boy CCM's coaching now, middle school. I've seen that, yeah. Where's he coaching at? I think somewhere like Radcliffe or something like that. Oh. I don't, I don't know his body. <laughs> straight up. Shout out to Sim. <laughs> Speaking of, hey, shout out B4 too. This man just called in the middle of the, the interview, man. <laughs> B4, man, I'll be messing up my interviews, dog. <laughs> <laughs> But now, man, so my last question, not even, well, yes, yeah, a question. So my last question for you, man, for those minority men, women that are looking to get in, but are kind of on the fence about it, what would you say to them? Uh, I would say, oh, you're talking about the military or air traffic? Air traffic. Air traffic. I would say do it, man. Do it. it and if depending on where you at, like, so somebody from Harrisburg, get out of there. Get out of there, make that money, learn it, learn a new trade. You might fall in love with the job just like I did because it is fun. But I, I, I strongly suggest people get in this career field and, and and soak it in, soak the whole process in. Try your best. Uh, we need we need more black people in this career field, more. Oh yeah. And then we also need to continue to help up and and reach one, teach one, so we can make sure that we we have, we break this cycle break the cycle what's going on especially in Harrisburg because they don't if you live in Harrisburg they want you to work at a, a fast food restaurant or a factory they Absolutely. want to beat your body down to you they options. want you to start a business there you know there's a lot of things holding us back in Harrisburg so uh they I definitely want y'all I would definitely want people to, to join this career field air traffic is weird because when you join the FAA they give you a list of places mm-hmm. to go so you could you could work in Lexington if it's on your list or you could work in Dallas like like uh, Donald, I'm sure you won't say Dallas, but yeah. uh, you can go to Houston, you can go to Memphis, you can go to Atlanta, you can go somewhere quiet. You can go to, uh, you know how Louisville has their big airport. They have Bowman Field, the little tower right there beside it. Mm-hmm. It's only like private jets to go in there, but you could work there. I mean, it's less money, but it's it's chill. It's probably chill in that tower. Mm-hmm. But uh, the the good thing about air traffic is it's gonna take you. You can't you can't work in air traffic airport. Yeah, thanks. But nah, man, that's uh, that's all I have for you, man. I definitely appreciate that insight, man. You help 
definitely knocked some stuff off that I thought about the job for sure, man. And me too, real talk. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> I just, you know, I pray our listeners really uh, take that in, man. That one, it's not as stressful and crazy as they hype it up to be. You see my man love it, itching to get back to work. Yes, um, and that as a black person, man, especially Air Force, like, like I said, I always recommend Air Force to everybody because they got good technical jobs. They're going to give you the best money. Um, so just don't don't sell yourself short. Um, just because you're a minority, you didn't go to college or something like that. Like, it's not the end of it. College ain't everything like the world uh, wants you to believe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so it's true. It is not. That is true. It's not everything, man. I'm still paying student loans off, man. <laughs> Gosh. Ah, oh, man. But no, I appreciate all that. Quan, um, definitely. And uh, if anybody listening has got any more questions, anything like that for me, uh, well, for Quan, hit me up. Let me know. I can try to get you connected with him. Uh, yeah, 100%. You know what I'm saying? He's yeah, you can, preaching. Anybody wants to, mm-hmm. you can. Uh, I don't get on Facebook, but you can hit me on Instagram or Twitter. It's just Kuquan15, K-O-O-Q-U-O-N, 1-5. And just hit me a DM, anything. I'll, I'll do anything to help anybody. Level up. Man, you know where to find him. I remember I hit Quan, dog. I Honestly, I hit Quan for my wedding. I'm like, Quan ain't better come out from Mississippi to my wedding. I'm like, I'm having yeah. a little simple wedding. He was like, shit, I'll be there. I'm like, damn, for yeah. real? He's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, man, that's my, I love Kwame. That's my brother, dog. Um, another D9, you know what I'm saying? We yeah. got all the cappers yeah. in here. Got my other yeah. D9 brother. <laughs> Shout out to my oldest out there, baby. Um, so, now, nah, man, I, I love it. I love what you're doing. I love what you got going on. I love that you, you know, prepped and ready to bring the next man or woman up. Uh, that's ready to, to get into it, but now I appreciate it. We're gonna keep you on though, and we're gonna jump yeah. into some. Uh, we got a couple topics, man. I just want to jump into a couple little things today. Uh, first, we're gonna start off with obvious the <coughs> NBA All Star Weekend, which oh. has been a lot of talk about it, uh, and honestly, not so good. So, how'd y'all feel about it, man? I know, I think what well, you and Don watched it. Did y'all watch all of it, all the content yeah. and shit? Yeah, I watched pretty much the majority of it. I mean, I, I can complain. The only thing I didn't like was the dunk contest. Mm-hmm. That was probably the weakest one I've ever seen. But, I mean, outside of that, man, the game, the Rising Star Challenges, the All-Star game, uh, the Celebrity game, like, I really ain't got no complaints about it, for real, outside of the dunk contest. Yeah, I was watching the Celebrity game, and uh, I was rooting for Jack Harlow. Yeah, I was rooting for him, but uh, the celebrity game was all right, it was cool. And then, uh, I missed I missed the dunk contest though because I was out, really I was celebrating nothing. one of my friends who's leaving. But uh, I saw the three point, I was surprised Towns got it. Hey, KY UK, you know what I'm saying? Come on, come on, the game last night though. Don, you like the game last night? Game was legit. Yeah, I think after was, the, after the first quarter, when they started picking up and playing, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I think in the first quarter it seemed like they was just they was playing around, trying to kind of trying to put on a show a show yeah. for the fans, mm-hmm. warm up. Mm-hmm. But then, like towards the end of the first quarter, you can see like they started looking at that score because mm-hmm. that money, you know, at the end of the end of each quarter, hundred thousand goes to a different charity for each team. So I thought they started playing hard to try to win that yeah, quarter. They did. The yep. first quarter and the second quarter <laughs> yeah, they came out. That like, is hard. You gotta win. <laughs> yep. That is hard. I ain't I ain't get to watch the game, man. I ain't big. 
ain't been too big on none of the uh like any of the all-star shit for any sport lately. I don't know what it is. But all I kept seeing, man, was this is the worst dunk contest in history. It's horrible. <laughs> Bro, they seen Shaq's face. They put a meme out there and they was like, Shaq's face when he first started doing the all-star game or the Sam Dunk. And then this year he was like, <laughs> Yeah, I've seen that. What? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they said they it, had man. Cole Anthony seawalking. They said I knew it was when it was over. <laughs> <laughs> man started, he, he started seawalking, put on the uh the Timberlands. I'm like, yeah, this is gonna be the peak of the, of the <laughs> nah. So what was wrong with it? Like, I, I just no creativity, man. Nah. There's no creativity, and nobody was like was really making the dunk. So it was just like <laughs> they getting in the air and it's just like, oh no, nope, not nah, this one. Yeah, it, it gets uh, boring so just, when there ain't nobody making the dunk. Yeah, so it was. Yeah. And the creativity was trash too. So it was like, I, I think the the hardest part about the creativity is like a couple of years ago they started doing those shows outside of the NBA dunk contest where people were just like the best dunkers in the world. Yeah. So now you gotta outdo people that ain't even in the NBA that you something you ain't seen before. Well, my thing is that should let you know if. They got that outside dunk contest. I'm gonna link up with somebody that's in that dunk contest. That's teach, yeah. me, teach me some things. Yeah. But did y'all hear what Stephen A suggested for the, the dunk contest? Which oh, I thought man. was mad smart. It depends on the, if you want an NBA player, but he said instead of having NBA players do the dunk contest, you get those outside folks that do all that creative, crazy shit and want a shot to, you know, get exposure and stuff. And then you have like the top NBA dunkers and shit Uh-oh. rate them uh, and say who won. Froze up on us. Oh man. <laughs> froze up on us. Oh shit, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> See, right, right at the good part. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but no, nah, yeah, no, nah, I was just saying that like uh he would have like the the outside people come in and do the dunk contest and they get the exposure, and then you have the NBA players that pretty much get to go out there and rate them and decide who wins the dunk contest between the pretty much the civilians. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that ain't bad. I wouldn't yeah. like I see that. But I mean, yes, but, but the history of the dunk contest. Though, that's what I'm saying. It'd be hard because you're like, saying, ah, like, hey. there's players, and, you know. Yeah. You get some people growing up, like, I've always wanted to win the dunk contest or compete yeah. in it. Uh, but I wouldn't mind seeing it. I think, or so, even I mean, if they I mean, just had this outside idea. thing. Yeah. You ever watch TBT in the summer? Oh, yeah. I've uh, seen a few of those yeah. games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they dunk contests. It's a person mm-hmm. under the rim. You got to block them from dunking on you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> NBA ain't doing that. And now, hell nah, boy. I'm <laughs> injury. Wouldn't nobody do the dunk contest. Exposed, too. Oh, nah, yeah. Yeah. Nobody, yeah. Wouldn't nobody do it then. Nah, it's already hard enough getting some of these top dogs to do them anyway. I want to see LeBron get out there one more one time for the one time. Oh man, drop my man's back. He ain't, he ain't got no bounce that like that no more. He can yeah, he can right. do his one one leg dunk, two legs dunk. But he ain't creative like that. Hey, hey, I do got a question for Don though. Is Don did say that he would never take Brian back in Cleveland? He so did. My, nah, so my question is, <laughs> if Bronny went to Cleveland. And like Brian said, he don't even care about <laughs> money or nothing like that. Yeah. And he wants to play with his son. Would you let him come play? Oh, of course. Oh, <laughs> here we go. Of course. Uh, but it's got to be a package deal. His son got to be there. I'm, bro, uh, I'm, I'm a Cavaliers fan for life, dog. And I'm so, he's left us twice. I can't do it a third time. That does the third time is going to be retirement. 
I can't do it no more, man. Man, you can't come out there and retire. Uh, we like with a song. City. Uh, with a song. Uh, <laughs> hey, what year is Ronnie? I think he's a sophomore. He's a junior this year. I think he's a junior. Yeah. So let me see. He probably ain't gonna go to college. He'll probably so he's do. Got, nah, he's the one. He's gonna. He'll definitely go to college. For real, I figured wow. he'd do like professional. He could do like yeah, G definitely. League or something though. Yeah, I would go. Yeah, I would go I, to the G League or do a uh, that development year. You can go to a prep school man. that does a fifth year senior. And then oh, go straight no, to the league. I can see him doing like overseas or something like uh what's nah. the ball boy that did something like oh yeah Mello. oh Lamelo we yeah. went to uh gosh where I think that, that elevated his game like crazy. I just don't see Bronny going to college like I don't man I do because he's only going to one of the blue blood schools. He's either going to UK, Duke, North Carolina, Duke. Kansas, or something like that. So he and it's going to be a year. So why not? Hey, y'all better pray he don't come to UK because we would never let that shit go. <laughs> Ryan gonna... every game it rough, boy, we would never <laughs> let that shit go. Hey, he's gonna be at Ohio State. Watch, he gonna go right back, right back to his Ohio roots. Like, and then y'all man. gonna be in trouble. <laughs> you go to Ohio State to play hoops, and you, Bronny, hey, we need to get you evaluated, dog. Hey, and, get... <laughs> and guess who our eyes will be on? Man. My eyes will be on him. Hey, no, uh, he had no competition. Eyes right on him, that. regardless, though, dog. He's LeBron James' son. Like, yeah. you know how much pressure that is, dog. All right. But look at where's D Wade's son at? Man, because he's exactly. a baller like yeah. that, like that, man. He ain't no Brownie level. No, nowhere near. He's nice, though. You're right. He's, he's good. Nice, though. I'm level. not going to front his skills. He's good. He's good. But Brownie's not nah. Brownie level, though. Now, nah, Brownie's going to bring way more exposure than him. I think Bryce gonna be the best one easily. That's nah. what LeBron said. Bryce is nice. Like he's good. Hey, Bronny, he's got nice. to see. Bryce got to see his daddy. Now he's got to see his brother. So he's like, let me just put the two together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I need Bronny yeah. to go Howard or something, dog. I need him go HBCU. The rate that everything is going in with the HBCUs, bro, I wouldn't even be shocked. I wouldn't either, dog. I, like would, I wouldn't be shocked at all. Yeah, does that who's that uh young dude, Mikey, Mikey something? Mikey Williams? Yeah, I think he was talking about going HBC. Yeah. Yeah, I think didn't he sign? Or is he still talking about it? I, I thought he was still talking. Oh, I thought he signed with somebody. But now nah, he he's real nice. And him going to yeah. HBCU, that's his dad said uh four out of five schools are HBCUs. Yeah. He's he, he get it popping off. Then yeah. that, then they on a the roll from there. It's like I like, I like what Dion's going down at Jackson State. Oh man, yeah, yeah. yeah. You got Hugh Jackson yeah, and uh, Grambling. Um, I love, I love the push, man. I like, I like where it's going with black coaches and just side, kind of a side thing, man. Happened over the weekend. My man Brian Flores coming out to Steeler Nation. I definitely that. didn't see that coming, dog. <laughs> I knew. Hey, I'm gonna let y'all know right now. Our defense is about to be nasty, dog. We got a, a new black uh, defensive coordinator. We got Flores, black dog. Black, black, black. Yeah. Hey, when yeah, y'all came shit on us for the Rooney Rule, there's a all right. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hold my Boom. hold my cup real quick. Yeah, but now nah, he's all for the real one, though. Mind. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he is. He is. Yeah, he is for sure, man. Um, but now, nah, man, I'm so I would love to see somebody though, like Bronny. Or something go to an HBCU, that would be huge, dog. 
Like, go, on, go down to Kentucky State, Brownie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> be, be a thoroughbred, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I drive down for all The state would be changed. Dog, oh my God. <laughs> Kentucky oh, State would have sit down. state of the art, everything Bro. after that point, dog. But I do, I feel like it takes one of those. All it takes is one person like that to make that switch. Yeah. And then it's taking off. It's just everybody's scared to be that one person to make that switch, which is understandable. But how do you feel with the NIL thing now, though? You can go to one of those HBCUs, but you're not going to get that same bread that you would get. I don't know, man. You can still make it, though. No, uh, uh, Master P signed signed for a meal. Yep. Right the first day. TSU, right? That yeah, yeah. So I mean, you got a girl that signed a. She's at UCLA. She got a mail from Nike. So I mean, yeah, the money I is mean, there. Yeah, the money's out there. School, yeah, but I'm just but, talking about the HBCU route, though. Even I saw still, somebody gonna do it. Yeah, somebody got to. I saw a tweet today. They said if Oscar Sheboy comes back to Kentucky next year, he's gonna get a multi-million dollar NIL. Wow. Hey, Sheboy, I love come you, on, but man. if you come back to UK next year, you on crack, <laughs> you dog. <laughs> yeah. As much as I He's would love monster, that, dog. yeah, I mean, to me, it hurts, man. Like, my top three bigs, it, well, my top two have always been uh, AD and Cousins. because, like, Cousins has always been my number one favorite big man in UK. He's dirty, uh, man. But he, he just was. brought so much Dirty. energy, dog. Like he, he beat yeah. your ass, and he was scared. Like, like I'm that. gonna beat your ass in this game, and he would bring it out of everybody. But Sheway, like that dude's just a whole pack. I like Sheway better than AD. I will tell you that right now. He won nice, y'all championship. He did, man. I'm not, you know, I'm not knocking, but Sheway, dog. I don't even care what happens in the tourney. That that guy is the truth, dog. Like he just oh. does it all. Got a good mindset. Everything, man. So it's hard have to we, find. Have we gotten out of the age where championships matter in college basketball? Because I mm-hmm. honestly, God, man, I'm watching Louisville play North Carolina right now, and I can honestly, God, care less. <laughs> that's because <laughs> we are trash. Bro. Yeah, that's Bruh. it. Yes, <laughs> that might be it too. Yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but, well, you can't trash. I don't care about championship either. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was telling Quan before you hopped on. I was like, man. UK and Louisville, we had them years of like if it the other team is doing just too bad, it's like we don't even roast the other team. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> don't, bro, it ain't worth it. Now when UK's down and out, I never hear a Louisville fan talk <laughs> shit. They just like yeah, we already feel bad. <laughs> but like this year, we like hey, you know, take it easy on Louisville. <laughs> it ain't even no beef this year, dog. We're twelve and fourteen, bro. We're not even gonna make the tournament. Like so. We got like four games left. We got four left in the regular and a first round exit in ACC, and then it's over. Ooh. Did y'all see that uh, Jawan Howard thing? Tim Pimps, bro. Yeah, yeah. He slapped his uh, assist, the assistant coaches uh, Wisconsin, right? Yeah, he palmed he got that five games for that too. He got yeah. how many? Yeah, he's, that's rest of the season. They suspended yeah. him rest of the season. They suspended five games. Yeah, five games. you knew hey, that was they, coming though. That was a baby they, tap. How they suspend him five games, but Gonzaga's coach got DUI for the first game of the season. They suspend him one game. Black questions man. we need answers to. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Wow. Black coach. Come on now. 
Yeah, but you know, I was talking to some other people, and it was like, "Y'all think he's gonna get fired?" Or I'm like, "Nah, no, like, no." One, he's a legend for the school. Uh, I'm glad he's there. You know, I get, I kind of understand why he got frustrated or whatever, but you know, you can't just slap somebody, dog. Like, especially <laughs> as the coach, <laughs> yeah. you can't yeah. slap somebody as a coach, dog. Like, you can get tell worked your up to do it. Yeah, tell you, can you slap the assistant coach? Like, at least slap the head coach, dog. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, hey. Well, he hands bow. He <laughs> shook the head coach hand first. Yeah. He started talking to him. And I think once they pushed him away from the head coach, that's what he was like, well, this is probably the only time I'm going to get my lick in. So let me go <laughs> do my thing. Well, you see with the head coach, like, I saw it, man, when I was watching the video. He knew what was about to happen. The head coach oh, of Wisconsin yeah. was like, that's why he's kind of like, hey, dog, just kind of, can we cool? Can we chill for a second? He's like, nah, bro. <laughs> Bring me that motherfucker's face. Well, wow. <laughs> hey, that shit was funny, though, man. But, you know, they suspended him the rest of year. I don't even know what Michigan looks like this year. I think I've caught them a bubble. couple times. All right. Yeah, I think they're on a bubble. They, they need yeah, they those bubble games. teams. Mm-hmm. Who knows? They might fire them up, man. He might come back around tourney time. You seen the you seen the players ready to be right behind him and ready yeah. to play. Nah, yeah, so you I, know. I, I love that man. I love them. I hate that it had to happen like that, mm-hmm. but it's always good when your players like, hey, you going down? We going down too, coach. That's yeah. like Cal though. Cal I was about to say Cal. Once a year, yeah. Cal, Cal would year, do huh? that. When we in a slump, uh, Cal's gonna get a technical, fire yeah. everybody up, yeah. and then we coming out monsters the rest <laughs> of the game. Cal does it every year. Nah, he, he does. does. He does, especially if we in a, a bad slump in a game. He's mm-hmm. like, all right, time to pull out the technical card. <laughs> <laughs> it never fails. And then y'all they come probably call him and tell him. Yeah, probably come call him and tell him once a year like that. Hey, I'm glad <laughs> we, we didn't get that smoke with y'all this year, though. Hey, you know I'm what? We didn't do that. I'm glad we didn't either because I don't <laughs> – that just would have been – it wouldn't have been a fun game. It's like if you a big-ass Kimbo Slice dude you're fighting <laughs> this little dude, like, of course you're going to beat that ass. It ain't even enjoyable. Wow. You know what I'm saying? T-Way would have had 40 and 40. No, oh it would have been nasty, dog. <laughs> oh, my God. It wouldn't have been enjoyable for, for nobody. So when they when they ended up getting postponed in it, I'm like, yeah, they ain't bringing this back. If we would have been good, if we were good this year, they would have made it, you know, an effort oh, to yeah. bring the game back around. Mm-hmm. But at 12 and 14, they're like, yeah, let's just go ahead and leave them alone. Yeah, I ain't mad at <laughs> it. Fire the head coach, too. Let's get them out of here. <laughs> I ain't mad at it. Hey, when y'all bringing in uh, what's the name of man? Who's y'all say coach? Who y'all bringing in? We got a black guy right now. Kenny uh, Payne. Like Kenny Payne. Yeah. Once I mean, to me, it's an insult that y'all haven't hired him yet, and I hope man, he don't man. go for that reason. But it's so much mm. stuff going on with the school, though. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, we ain't yeah. we ain't got a president. <laughs> we ain't got a full time <laughs> AD. AD. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gosh. Basketball coach is the last thing on their mind right now. <laughs> hey, you got a point there. That's my bad. <laughs> you got a valid point. Last thing on their mind. Y'all ain't got bro. nobody to hire the basketball coach. Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> the assistant oh, AD, I mean, the AD in acting right now, I used to work from him Damn. at Louisville when I was in school. That's wild. That's dope. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Man, no, that's, that's tough. That was our sports for the week, man. Um, we can go ahead and jump into our our pick them and leave them segment, which today we're going to switch it up again. We're going to hit y'all with the would you rather. I'm going to go through. Y'all can jump out. about seven of them. Y'all can just jump out with what y'all got. So the first one, would you rather 
live without air conditioning or live without heat? <laughs> Everybody's face is like, ooh. Hey. <laughs> live without I'm going to go without the heat. Eee, just be free. Nah, I, can't, <laughs> nah, I can't do that. I lied, man. After going through that snowstorm last year, it didn't have no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can't. Yeah, I'm yeah. good. <laughs> hey, Quan in Mississippi, I know what he's going with. Yeah, I was gonna say I got, I got to keep that AC, bro. <laughs> I got to. If you be in there, hey, with no AC, you in the house sweating. You can get butt naked, still be sweating. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> wrap. Mississippi heat is like a whole different story, dog. The humidity and shit, goodness gracious. Yeah. Uh, let me see. I'm with you. I can't be hot, man. Like I can be cold and make that shit work, but mm. being hot, dog, it just don't work. Like Quan said, you be ass naked, dog, and still just be blazing. <laughs> like it ain't no fixing it, dog. <laughs> like ain't nothing you can do about it. At least when you cold you know you and wifey can snuggle up you can throw some blankets and shit on still yeah. gonna be cold <laughs> you gonna be cold but not yeah, it's still cold. gonna be cold bro the heat you gonna be hot regardless you can put a bro, fan on and still blow heat around at winter storm changed my mind bro <laughs> <laughs> didn't, didn't have heat for like 48 hours hey winter storm uh, in texas changed his mind that's how uh, bad it was <laughs> Shit, and I change. remember the one we had in high school. I think I was in high school in Kentucky. That ice we storm. Had a big ice storm, but we still had heat though, so it wasn't that bad. Yeah, that is. I've definitely gotten a few times out here in VA where power was out for like a day or so, and it's like, hey, bruh, it's freezing in here. <laughs> <laughs> it is freezing in here. All right, Mel, Texas boy, uh-uh. what you got? Bro, I don't like being cold, man. I. I, I don't like being cold. I can deal with the heat. I, I'm okay. I'm you really a Texas okay. boy. I'm we a Texas boy. <laughs> I, I'm bo- I mean, I'm born in May. That, that's what I do. Heat is fine for me. So I can live without AC. I got you. All right. I, I, I know how AC. y'all doing it. Yeah, I know how y'all doing it, but I got you. <laughs> uh, all right. Number two. Would you rather eat a taco without meat? Or without cheese, oh, that's easy. That's easy for me too. Yeah, yeah. That's easy. Yeah, I'm not eating no. I'm not eating a taco yeah. with just cheese. And <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> y'all but miss me cheese. with all that vegetarian <laughs> shit. <no? laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 my cheese. I can't eat yeah. one without no meat. Now I've had some tacos without meat, and it is kind of boring. I mean, without <laughs> cheese, it is boring. But it's like I can make this bitch work. But yeah, you, you got some sour cream or something on some there. Yeah. <laughs> you can get little, that right. Yeah, a little salsa, you know. On, put some Ain't lettuce no, on it. You know, you be all right no with that. for the meat, though. Nah, it's mm. not. You get that beyond meat, dog. Get you a, no substitution. That's beyond me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Question number three Would you rather eat melted ice cream? Or frozen watermelon. That shit was a weird ass question to me. Super weird, but it's another easy one for me too. How do you eat no melted ice cream? You don't, you, eat water, you don't eat watermelon, G. It's yeah. milk. Flavored nah. milk at that point. So what you going with, man? You said it's I'm, easy. What you I'm got? going with the melted ice cream, bro. Okay. Melted uh, ice cream. What you got, Quan? Watermelon. I'm gonna go with the frozen watermelon. I, I can't mess with the melted yes, ice cream like that. Ah! All right, Mel. Mm-hmm. I'm going frozen ice cream, G. Easy. 
melted ice what? cream down. I mean, melted <laughs> ice cream. Hey, hey, he done mixed them. He done combined. <laughs> well, you know what? No, 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 no. I'm going with the watermelon. But what do you do? Like, do you just lick the watermelon like a popsicle or something? No, you eat it. Has frozen. <laughs> My teeth hurt thinking about that shit. <laughs> nah, bro. It it's it's frozen on the outside like that, but like on the inside, it's like a slushy. Yeah. <laughs> hey, he's creating yeah. his own shit. Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For real though. <laughs> hey, he done created my- his own shit, man. Hell no. <laughs> that's, what, that's what we do. My ice cream, man. Throw it in the throw it in the cooler, all the ice get on it, and then it's like a slushy. Hey man, I'm doing melted ice cream. I'm just gonna drink that bitch like a milkshake, dog. And move on. Call it a day. <laughs> Call it a day. All right, number four. Would you rather eat pizza without cheese or without the sauce? <laughs> mm. Hey, I still be eating them little uh, launchable pizzas. I be flexing them all the time. I flex them all the time. <laughs> I'll be in here working. I'm like, shit, I don't feel like cooking nothing for lunch or nothing. I'm like, shit, I'm going to bash this damn lunch and be right fast. He is mad kids. like, man, did we have no lunch? Yeah, the kids. Hey, like, don't worry about it, shit. He got a, a pizza lunch with a Capri Sun. <laughs> hey, with a little Twix bar. Hey, you about to say, got to have my Oreos with it, dog. Come on now. Uh, hey, we talking all sauce or we just talking like regular pizza sauce? Just regular pizza Ooh. sauce. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm so, good. Uh, oh, you know the little Alfredo sauce on. Oh right. God. Yes. No, 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 no. I take it back. I take it back. Because the question says <laughs> the question says <laughs> without, without sauce. sauce. No sauce. Honey cheese, dude. Honey cheese. So if you eat it without sauce, you essentially just eating bread with cheese on it. It's like, dry. So, yeah, I'd be thirsty in the mug. I couldn't do it. <laughs> it's dry. Yeah, no, nah, I'm I've got to stay with the sauce. I got to have some sauce, man. Yeah. All right, so everybody's going sauce. I'm a big pizza sauce guy, so I could eat a pizza. Right, to be honest, I can eat a pizza with just sauce and pepperoni on it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I had to, you know, cheese is just an extra for me. Uh, all right, number five. Would you rather live in a world without hate or without hunger? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go without hunger. I'm going without hunger. <sighs> Nobody should have to go without having a meal. That's true. But it would be nice to live in a world without hate as well. Yeah. But I think it kind of like if you live in a world without hate, people going to look out and feed your ass. And feed you, yeah, because I also say that hate kind of contributes to the hunger. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're right. You're right. Jeez. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go without, uh, without hate, man. Man, I couldn't even imagine a world without hate, dog. It'd be nuts. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't imagine just, just this country without hate. No. That'd be nuts. Yeah, damn. I'm sitting here thinking about that shit got deep. I'm like, damn, what would it look like if this country had no hate in it, dog? Just look at the Call of Duty side of it, bro. How many times we didn't got a dub on Call of Duty and he got caught a nigga? And oh, bro. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> <laughs> we just look at it like that. Uh, good game, man. You deserve to win. Yeah. <laughs> you guys have played us. Yeah. <laughs> that's just weird to me. Uh, that was shit. a great headshot. Thanks. You know, Come on. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Nah, we get porch monkey and everything. Yeah, we get everything, bro. <laughs> and it'd be by the Seven players years. on our own team, dog. It's just crazy. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> like we on the team together. You still be racist as fuck. Oh man. I'm still a nigga. All right. So number six, would you rather be a superhero or a villain? That's a tough one. To me, at first I was like, you know, that's easy. And I was like, that is a tough one. That's a tough hey, one. Hey, sometimes the villains make sense, dog. I'm going, I'm going villain all day for for two villains. Killmonger and Thanos. Hey, I, I was going with Thanos. Day. I was thinking I Thanos. I was going Killmonger. I, I got to go villain. After a while, I was like, Thanos was on to something, dog. Like, <laughs> <laughs> not saying I want half the world to die, but Thanos he had a reasoning. <laughs> was He had good reasoning. You know, it might yeah, not have yeah. been what we wanted, but he's like, hey, instead of us picking who dies, let me snap, make it fair, and it just be Don't random who dies. You know what I'm saying? It don't get no better than that. So y'all going villain? Yeah, I'm about to go villain, though. What you got, man? Man, it's over pondering. I'm going to have to go hero only because I feel like I play the hero in a lot of things. Like, I, I think everything that I've, I've been kind of groomed to is like, I want to help. Yeah. And even though it gets real tiresome, like, I could feel like heroes be like, bro, like today I just don't want to say nobody. But I guess that being able to help factor for me in my head, like I would feel wrong to just be a villain. Like it just it just wouldn't feel right. So I, I think I'm gonna play the hero, man, just this time. But you know what? Well, being a villain is really look at like you were saying, look at Killmonger. Like, Sometimes you gotta be a villain. Be a no, villain. he's not really a villain. Sometimes people make you out as a villain when you're trying to do the right thing. I mean, but exactly. people see Spider-Man as a villain too. I ain't never heard of Yeah. Him. No, for yeah, real. The news, the, the news, news one. new one. They okay. made him out to be a uh, yeah. Yeah. I ain't seen the new one. I ain't even. If I could pick how people view me, I would want to be viewed as a superhero. Okay. But if I can't, then I take the villain too. It wouldn't, it wouldn't matter. See, I wouldn't mind being the villain if I knew what I was doing was right. Whether people saw me as a good guy or not, if I know I'm doing this, it's the right thing. Somebody don't want to step I'm doing now. That's why I look like the villain doing it. I'd be like, mm. in the end of the day, y'all going to see me as a hero once it's all said and done. After I've snapped, y'all done came and cut my head off. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh, so number seven, which I think is a, a pretty big one for all of us. Would you rather share a room with your sibling or live alone? Mm. Is that sibling yeah. with a with singular or plural? It's singular. <laughs> that's that's tough for me. Now, I know that's why I say it's uh, yeah. <laughs> me, me and J Rock, me and J Rock shared a room when he was little. Mm-hmm. He never cleaned up. Never. Hey, my man never did clean up his room. <laughs> no, he never did no. clean his room up. <laughs> then we moved. We moved to Aqua. We had several rooms. I was Gucci. <laughs> he never did. Oh no, I share a room with him. I can have him back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks. That's why I say this would be a, a a good one for us, man. Because we done lost some people, man. Some siblings that we love, man. So I would definitely love to share a room with a sibling, dog. Yeah. On some real. Mm-hmm. Living alone, man. It's, you know, I lived alone a little bit. Uh, shit, it gets boring. 
Yeah, I, I lived alone, man. Even in college, I didn't really live alone. I had Quan. Wigs moved in with me shortly <laughs> after. Like, there was always somebody there with mm-hmm. me. And I really didn't even live alone until 2017 when I got divorced. It's the first time I lived alone like that. And that shit was kind of boring, dog. I'm like, yeah. yeah, I feel like I get boring, bro. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> right. <laughs> Me, your boy. <laughs> you hear something back, you know something wrong in that bitch. <laughs> be, like be like at last seen the first Mr. Bel Air with Will standing in the living room. Yeah. <laughs> right. Looking around. Nobody there. Everything gone. <laughs> oh, man. I feel I like that would be out here. Yeah, I, I, I would room monsters. Yeah, I, well, me and my brother are 10 years apart. So, and we never lived in the same house together. Damn. So, for me, like, I've lived with my sister my whole life. She's only, she's five years younger than me, but we grew up in the same house. I didn't grow up in the same house as my brother. So, if I could pick a sibling, yeah, I I would, I could live with my brother. Because I, I think that would create a bond that I didn't have for the longest with him. Good point. My brother. Right. <laughs> hey, it's a wrap. I do want to add that Mel's been adding on to all these shits and hey, know, my man making his own rules. <laughs> he done made the, the frozen watermelon the slushy and shit now. It's, <laughs> hey, it's a, <laughs> hey, it's a slushy. I need picking picking siblings now. Nah, yeah, he's like you know what I'm saying. Yeah, my real superhero, my real villain. <laughs> Oh man. Uh all right. So that that's what we got. Uh we're gonna post this out. Y'all let us know what y'all think, how y'all feeling. Um if you'd rather have go without air conditioning, something's wrong with you and you need <laughs> therapy like right now. <laughs> like wow. right now, not now, but right now. <laughs> right now. <laughs> ain't no way in hell. Uh but nah, man. All right, so as we wrap up. Like we always do, we're gonna do with what or who we are thankful for. Um, uh, I can go first on this one. All right, go ahead, bro. Oh uh, man, I'm gonna say my brother Daquan, man. Uh, I'm thankful for you, dog. Uh, growing up as Appreciate a kid, it. man, I, I was the youngest in my, you know, out of my my siblings. And anytime I'd come over to Blue Ridge and come to the crib, which was pretty much every day. It was almost like I was a part of the family. Mm-hmm. I had my big brother. I had my little brother in Quez. So it was almost like I had what I didn't have, really want have growing up. So, man, and Quan always being there still to this day with the ATC stuff. I can reach out and he's always ready to, to answer a question or whatever. Um, just looking up to him as a kid and all that stuff, man. So I'll definitely have to say you, Quan, bro. Sure. I appreciate that, bro. Got you, got you. Um, jumping in, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, man. I'm I'm thinking I got so much to be thankful for, man. But uh, I think right now, I'm honestly, um, man, I'm thankful for y'all, man. I don't know how much I've said it before, man, but this podcast and you guys' brotherhood, man, um, not just as as you know family, but as friends, like man, y'all really. Y'all really have kind of kept me in a mode where I continue to like push the levels of my success, man. You know, you guys are, are one of the major reasons why I'm pushing myself even further um, because I see what you guys have been achieving, man. So I'm, I'm grateful for y'all, man. 
I got you. Yes. Appreciate that. Appreciate <clears throat> that. Um, sure, I'll go ahead and jump in it. Um, and I, for, I forgot the dude's name already, Quan, that you said helped you out um, with your, your air traffic control. But Yeah, hold him. I appreciate people like him that they get to a spot and instead of just saying, hey, I'm going to keep grinding, keep being successful, stay in my lane, they say, nah, I'm going to reach back help this other brother out and pull them up because that, mm-hmm. it doesn't always happen. Um, so just hearing that, man, I, I love stuff like that because it's, it doesn't happen all the time. A lot of, a lot of times black, especially men, we see each other as competition Yeah, uh, for no reason at all. It's kind of like right. the world kind of puts us against each other. So anytime I hear of a situation like that, man, it always just hits my heart because I'm like, I, one, I wish I could have had somebody like in my career that another black man that could have helped pull me up and get me to that spot. You know what I'm saying? I could have mm-hmm. got, you know, fast track that whatever. Um, but now I'm just I'm always grateful for hearing stories like that and just people like that. because That's genuine love, man. Especially they mm-hmm. don't know who you are. or <laughs> Nothing like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? He didn't know Quan could have been a knucklehead ass. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it could have been a waste of time. But he was like, you know what? Yeah. I don't even know who this guy is personally like this. I don't know his character. But I'm willing to put in that work with him so that he can get to that next level. And hopefully I've done enough to inspire him to what he did with you. Just from what you've been saying is I'm going to help the next you know, minority come up. And get to this mm-hmm. level too, and then we just keep looking out for each other how it should be. So, I'm mm-hmm. thankful for genuine people like that in my life, uh, and then those just affect anybody's lives. Yeah, there's a lot of brothers like that in the military I came across. A lot of. Them. Oh man. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. So, Quan, what you got, man? Who or what are you looking uh, for, man? I'm gonna say. Uh, I love y'all, but uh, I'm gonna say I'll do something for you, bro. You know, uh, long story, less long. I mean, I went to Western, dropped out, was partying too much, was living in Harrisburg, working at McDonald's. Just chopped it up, chopped it up, with my boy. Deuce, Deuce <laughs> was like, "Hey, man, you come to Richmond because you got to get out of Harrisburg." You know nice. what I'm saying? Living, living up there with you, man. I got to grow a lot. I got to grow a lot, and uh, working at McDonald's up there. <laughs> doing all the all the fun stuff we did mm-hmm. and then uh i remember one time we drove together up at a, to lexington mc suites and we got applications together oh, and i got hired hey to get on <laughs> but that that right there you know it, it completely changed the trajectory of where my life went and everything and i guess uh you can take some credit for, for the success i'm having right now man i just appreciate everything we went through you know what i'm saying there was you you held me down for a long time and you know, there was times when I remember we quit. I quit McDonald's and I think he was working <laughs> from there. You quit you struggling, <laughs> but you always had my back, man. I man. appreciate that. Uh, oh, I for do. Sure. I do. Man, no, I do appreciate that. Hey, you remember that time we got Lutherly sick at the yep. same time? <laughs> now we got hit with like the flu dog and they had us hurt. <laughs> yeah, we used to gulag, bro. <laughs> 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 We was down and out, dog. And, yeah. and and since Quan already said that he smoked before, he already put that out yeah. there. I'm yeah. gonna let y'all know what recovered us. So yeah. we, was, we was down and out, <laughs> bruh. 
my my weed dude at the time hit me up. Hey, I got this blueberry yum yum. You know, my Yo. throat and shit's hurt. I don't even want to smoke, dog. I'm hurt. Go and get it anyway. We got some orange juice and some blueberry yum yum. And it was like, after that, we was good. <laughs> Brought us back. Brought us good. back. After that. That's it, still crazy. That is funny. It's said good brought us back to life. But nah, man, I appreciate every single one of y'all, man. Uh, like I said, y'all always, man, y'all inspire me. Um, we've all been through a lot, man. So just to have us on here. You know, all successful in our own ways, man. That shit is always beautiful. And just, it means a whole lot to me. So I definitely love, value each and every one of y'all. Um, definitely just want to say, man, just rest in peace, our man, Jalen. Uh, young brother is so gone way too fast, man, way too early in life. Um, so definitely rest in peace, J-Rock. We love you, brother, always in all of our hearts, man. And we're going to hold it down for you, man, and everything we do. Yes, <coughs> yes, Absolutely. Ah, but now, nah, man, that's um, that's all we got. Um, I hope y'all enjoyed the episode. I hope y'all, you know, hope for some of y'all listening, man, y'all really kind of got engaged, especially with, like, the military, uh, air traffic control, and just not even just that, just knowing that there's other options besides you got to go to college, get all this debt, or you got to do that. Man, there's trade schools and stuff that, you can make bank. You can make way more than mm-hmm. some college people. And I'm not shitting yeah. on people that go to college because I went to college and, you know, it really transformed my life. But college is not for everybody. You know what I mean? Hey, nice. Really not. Um, so we ain't got to force that on people. Um, do your thing, man. Learn you something. Learn a trade. And hopefully, you know, we're all in positions, you know, down the road that we can continue to help pull other people up uh, that kind of want to get into the fields that we're in. So. Appreciate y'all. Love y'all listeners. Um, Y'all know what it is. The Light Ones Podcast. We'll catch y'all next week. Peace.